started this morning talking about image and likeness and being made or created in the image and likeness of God. And Adam fell, Adam and Eve, the fall of mankind. And it was not until the second Adam, which was a quickening spirit, I read that verse to you, that came on the scene that the Lord established a way by which we could be like him. We could be part of his body. We could be part of his image and in his likeness. We know that man left to his own fleshly urges, devices, will go to corruption, will go to violence, will go to anger, will go to greed, will go to manipulation, and will use and abuse people. And it doesn't matter. You may say, I, I would never do it. I, if I had a lot of money, I would never, I would never, and you are no different than any other human. You will go to being human. And the only way to stop you from being fleshly is to be spiritual. And that was what I was trying to show you through the word of the Lord today was that it, is, it requires that moving from a fleshly nature to a spiritual nature. It requires that being in Christ and having Christ in us and the Spirit of God, of course, coming out of that corruption, coming out of the world system that is there no matter how good it starts no matter and the story that of course we know that's in the bible is the the wonderful story of of uh you know uh, the children of israel going there uh joseph saving the nation saving the people saving all of that egyptian country and and allowing it to still flourish when other parts were going through famine and it's not too many hundred years from that moment of he is basically the second in command in the kingdom to the point where uh, a Pharaoh is killing all of the babies that are born. And you say, how did it get that far? How did Egypt forget? How did they not remember? That's part of human nature. It's part of humanity. It may not happen in the first week. It may not happen in the first year. And it may not happen in the first, you know, two or three years. But as, you know, as it goes on, you begin to see uh, the corruption and the fleshly nature of, of humans. And yet we are supposed to be in the image and the likeness of God. And if you think in terms of a photograph or a sculpture or a piece of art and you go, that 
is supposed to be like in the image of God. If you think of the word likeness, it means to operate like, to do what someone else would do. And, and how important would it be that, you know, and, and they are, are working now. And, and I, I know it's, it's not, um, uh, you know, where does it stop? But what they call AI, artificial intelligence, trying to get machines that will write or that will sound like you or that will talk with you and, and that'll talk and sound. And somebody sent me a clip the other day of, of uh, President Trump just saying how wonderful my, my wife and I were. And it was all AI generated. They had enough words that they were able to type it in and it sounded like the real McCoy. I thought, wow, I know he doesn't know me and I don't know him and whatever. But uh, through artificial intelligence now, and it's that whole sense of, you know, <clears throat> I can remember when uh, the professors were worried about using a, uh, a little uh, calculator on a test, a Texas instrument, uh, those days, you know, because some of them you could program with a formula in and they wanted you to memorize it. Now, of course, through artificial intelligence, they can do all kinds of things that will make it be in the image and make it appear and all of this. And yet, I want to tell you, the world's artificial way of trying to recreate an image or a likeness will never replace the God-given sense that I, what it means to be in his presence and to be transformed by the Holy Ghost in the spirit and presence of Almighty God. And I know we talked about how they passed through the water and how the repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. And, and we talked about how uh, in the book of Revelation, the, the throne resembles the city and how uh, in Acts, the second chapter, he said, save yourself from this untoward generation. And we read Philippians and first uh, Peter. And we talked about this uh, in Romans, the eighth chapter. And I, I went through a lot of, of those verses and now here we are and, 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 and you say, well, is this that important? It's vital that I operate, act like, and am in the image of Almighty God. Now you may say, well, uh, I, I don't know how I can change. I, the only way I know is what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians. He ends the third chapter, goes right into the fourth chapter. He said, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I want to tell you that, that phrase in there, open face, you can fool me, you can fool a, a lot of people, you know, 100% of the people some of the time or however you want to word it, but you cannot fool 
Almighty God. And if you're going to come into the presence of Almighty God, raise your hands and say, Lord, I want you to wash through me with your spirit. I want, I've been buried in your name. I need you to wash me. Why? So that I can be transformed from the image of the earthy to the image of the spiritual. You can't get a spiritual image without getting in the light, without being honest. And so that he ends that third chapter. In the fourth chapter, he starts off saying, he's continuing the same thought. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the, notice this phrase, God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see, the enemy's job is to make you say, you, I can't do it, I can't change, I can't be different, I can't. That's true if you stay in the flesh. But if you let the Spirit operate through you, if you've passed through the water, guess what? He is able, as you with open face behold his glory, to transform you into his image. He says, for we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light, to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power you will never by your willpower change. You can say, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to get a hold of it. I've got a lot of good willpower. You can set up, and I understand, and uh, I, I realize that you can, you can buckle down, and there's something to be said about, you know, having a support group and having a group that's going to make you accountable. And, and, uh, but, but just by your own willpower, you can't change. But guess what? Through the help of the Holy Ghost... We can be a new creature in. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. So when you think in terms of, you know, what, what, why, why am I, why do I need to keep coming into the presence of the Lord? Why do I need to keep worshiping? Why do I need to keep? It is not, my worship is not because I'm one of the members sitting in the seats watching the king's coronation, saying, oh, how wonderful he is. That's not why I'm worshiping. I'm not worshiping from afar. I'm worshiping so that I change. It's not about him. It's about 
I'm saying, Lord, I blew it yesterday. I need your spirit. I'm saying, Lord, thank you for giving me strength again today. Lord, huh? You see, our minds, you know, we go, well, I'm trying to be like him. No, I just need to keep worshiping, getting in the light, and at some point, it will transform me into his image. This is why he says here, we are, the excellency of the power is not of ourself, but who is it of? It's of God. It's God in us. You know, I quoted it this morning, Jesus on the inside, working on And so when somebody says, I, I'm just battling these spirits, I'm battling a spirit of this, I'm battling a spirit, you, you're going to have to fight it with the Holy Ghost spirit. We are troubled on every side. What did he say? Yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted. Cast down. What? How does that how does that work? Always bearing about in our bodies the dying of being like Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the life also of Jesus, that I might be made in the image and the likeness of God. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so here it is. He is. What Paul was basically saying is that when we continue to realize, you know what? It takes resurrection power to get me going and that, that the life for which we live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. I mentioned it this morning. When Noah went into the ark, the Lord shut him in. Now Noah could have said, this is like a jail. This is terrible. I'm shut up with all these stinking animals. But at some point he knew this was my salvation out of the corrupt generation that I'm in. And you say, well, Pastor, are you saying, I'm saying something about being in the house of the Lord and with the presence of God and getting into the spirit that is going to be the only salvation that we have. And a, and a verse, and you've probably read it, because I've often wondered about it. First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter, fourth through the six verses, Paul is talking, and in passing, you know what he says: "He that was buried, he that rose again on the third day, speaking about Jesus according to the Scripture, and he was seen of Cephas, which is Simon Peter, then of the twelve, which are the twelve disciples, and after that he was seen of about what." He said, above how many? Yet how many ended up on the day of Pentecost? 
over 380 didn't want to get shut up in an upper room and wait for the promise. Maybe they got it later. But I don't know if 380 had stuff to do if they didn't realize the Lord showed himself to over 500 people and only 120. What are you saying? I'm saying that it's more than just speaking a word. It's waiting for that spiritual inner transformation to happen. You can, I understand, you can shake my hand, you can say, I love the Lord, I, but you know what? You've got to open yourself up to the presence of Almighty God. I, I, and and it, it should impact who we are. It should impact the words we say. If we're in his image and likeness. James, the third chapter, I you can read the whole third chapter. He said, This little member kindles a huge fire. What was he saying? Your words, how you speak. I nobody likes me. Everything's going wrong in my life. Everything's bad. He said. You can't bring a fig tree and sweet water and bitter. That's why I'm in the image of God. It's not about who I am. It's about who is he. How would he act? How to be like him? You can, you can read in James, the third chapter, all about our words. Guess what? Paul wrote all about our thoughts. Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter. You remember? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Can your thoughts impact the way you're acting and living and You say, well, I, I'm just, you know, what I think about, I, I, what I fill my mind with is mine. Not if you're made in the image and likeness of God. You have to gird your mind. He said, you got to grab it. You can't let it run wild. You can't just let it go. Oh, well, this is wrong and that's wrong in my life. You know what? Wait a minute. One day the Lord set me free. One day the Lord filled me with his spirit. I am so thankful for what I know about him. I'm so thankful I'm part of the body of Christ. I am so blessed. I feel so good. I am so, the Lord has changed me and transformed me. Yes. Not only your words, what you're speaking to yourself, not only your thoughts, but Paul mentioned it in 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter, who you're around. Yes. You remember? He said about bad company will corrupt you. A person just says, well, I'm going to go with these friends. I know they may not be that good, but you know what? God loves everybody. Yeah, but who might stop your image from shining. 
And so here we are, 2023, about to have Mother's Day. And here we are faced with, <clears throat> are we going to let the Lord say, you know what, I want to be like him this year. I want to be like him. I want to talk like him. I want to act like him. I want to be in his presence. I would rather be in his presence than anywhere else. I want my words. I want my thoughts. I want my what I'm thinking about, how I'm acting, what I'm praying for. I want it to be in the image and likeness of God because I want somebody to go that seems like that is somebody different from everybody else. It's what I've been thinking, what I've been feeling, what I, where I am. And in this hour, with all of the fake, it's more than just an inch deep. He wants to start on the inside. So that's where we are. Lord, let us feel your transforming power from the inside out. Let's stand. If you're here, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. You've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you, you can be transformed. Transformed completely. You say, well, will it be one shot and done? Sorry. COVID shots aren't even that good. You're going to have to get a dose of the Holy Ghost probably every week. And let me just tell you this. If you don't, it's going to be running dry. Somebody will be taken from your spirit. And you say, before long, you ought to notice I'm becoming more fleshy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I come back and I say, oh, Lord, to praise you again. I need to worship you again. Not because, yeah, you're great, greatly to be praised, but I need this to flow through me, to transform me. Because let me tell you something, that's the only way you are transformed into his image and into his likeness. And it's not about, oh, well, you know, I can, I can have on nice clothes and look the part and I, I mentioned today and I'm not trying to be judgmental but I don't care how many robes how many orbs how many jewels in the crown they place on your head I know there are family members that would say Charles is greatly lacking when it comes to being like Jesus. I don't care what the bishop said over him and said you're the king eternal from here on out. It doesn't matter what he said. There are people that'll go. <laughs> In fact, there was a young man sitting three rows back behind his aunt who was out of there on the first plane he could get come back to his wife and child. Why? Because he was saying and has said publicly it ain't real folks. Now we're all like duh. You thought it was 
It's not anything real about it. But guess what? If you get in the presence of the Lord, he can really 